warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica and as always I'm joined by my favorite gal pal Tara. Hey spooksters. Today is the last Monday of the month, so you know what that means. It means listener episode. Um, But before we get into the stories that you've sent us, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Our handle is at 3 Girls. We also have an amazing Facebook group. You should definitely check it out. We also have a Patreon if you want to help support the show. For little as a dollar, you get a bonus episode every month. And then 5 and up get video content and then ad-free episodes. There's a whole lot of stuff. Go check it out. If you enjoy the app TikTok, you should definitely be following Tara. Her handle is spooky underscore sleuth. She does true crime. She just does a bunch of stuff over there that like, one, it's more like I would say current events than we can do because we're like, you know. It's less delayed. Right. We're a little (laughs) more delayed. So if you're looking for like up-to-date stuff, definitely check out Tara's TikTok. It is spooky underscore sleuth. She does amazingly fun content over there. It makes me so happy and I am so proud of her every time I'm scrolling through the TikTok and she pops up on my For You page because I'm like, that's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to just dive in. If you're new to the show, our last Friday of every month, we do listener submitted stories. Friday? Did I say Friday? You did. I was like, oh my God. nothing happens on Fridays. <laughs> nothing happens on Fridays. We are a Friday free show. <laughs> I think it's because in my head, like, I don't know why I'm thinking Fridays. Work? Maybe. maybe I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> it's not even a real thing we don't know what's happening we're just here it's fine (laughs) (laughs) we're still getting used to recording in the daytime people so the last monday of every month we do listener submitted stories so if you have a story either true crime or spooky and you want us to read it here on the pod please send it to our email which is three spooked girls at gmail.com but we're gonna go ahead and dive into our first story. Okay, our first story comes from Isla, and Isla writes, Hello, Jessica, Tara. My name is Isla, and I listen to you from Mexico and Baja, California, to be exact. I really enjoy listening to the podcast, and you make it sound easy and interesting. Well, thank you. (laughs) We're struggling right now, but (laughs) thank you. We appreciate that a lot. 
So my story is kind of sad and personal to me at the same time, and I feel like I can finally share it with someone. I became a mom at the age of 20, and by the age of 24, I already was a mother to three beautiful kids, two girls and one boy. I separated from my ex and moved into my grandmother's four-bedroom home where my mother also lived. I shared my room with my three kids, and my mom and my grandma had their own two separate rooms. My mom was into tarot readings and fortune-telling games that would get super creepy when I would find her in a room full of candles and smell like incense and burnt leaves of some sort. I'm laughing because I'm sure my child will look back and have like similar things because I do stuff like this, obviously. (laughs) Or she's just, I don't know, she's just used to it. (laughs) I think maybe if like as an adult bug walked in and saw this and like had no reference, she'd be like, okay, mom. (laughs) What the fuck? But like since it's been a part of her life, she's like, Mm -hmm. wait, your mom doesn't do that? (laughs) Right, exactly. Can my mom come over and cleanse your house first? I don't want to stay the night. (laughs) (laughs) One night I couldn't sleep, which was odd because being a mom of three babies was super exhausting, but something was different this particular night. My mom had taken the night shift and my grandmother's room was on the other side of the house. All of a sudden, I started hearing a woman crying in my mom's bedroom, so I thought maybe she came back from work and wasn't feeling well, so I went to go check on her. Big was my surprise when I opened her room and she wasn't there. I felt this rush in my body and hurried back to my room, turned on the TV, and tried to go to sleep. The following days were normal since my mom was off and any noise I would hear coming from her room, I would relate to my mom and that would give me a little peace of mind. I mean, that's a pretty, like, logical way of thinking. Right. Don't blame you. Don't blame you. One night, my mom was working again and there it was. I could hear a woman sobbing and crying and some muffled words I couldn't understand, so I turned on the TV and attempted to fall asleep. This kept going on for a couple more days, but one night on February 21st, 2023, my mom was in her room and there was something different. Something woke her up at 2 a.m. and I felt so scared, so impatient, and disturbed. It was a heavy feeling, so I got up and checked on the kids. My two oldest were deep asleep, but my two-month-old baby, Natalia, was not breathing. I remember talking on the phone to the emergency line and a woman walking me through the steps to try and do CPR on her and stimulate her chest while the paramedics arrived. When they got to my house, they took baby Natalia and me into the ambulance to the hospital where they had me waiting in a small room until a doctor showed up and told me that my child had arrived to the hospital, but with no vital signs and there was nothing they could do. Everything became blurry after that and I felt like I was walking on cotton and floating at times, but to be honest, I don't remember much of that night, but my mom said she woke up because she heard me crying screaming, the worst night of my existence. A couple of weeks went by and I totally forgot about the crying woman in my mom's bedroom until one evening I was getting ready for bed and I heard something again. It wasn't the woman crying, this time it was a baby crying and a woman singing. I started crying and praying after that. I've never spoken to anyone about my true feelings regarding this experience. Here in Mexico, we have certain beliefs when it comes to witches and entities. I never really understood what SIDS was, but I strongly believe she took my baby Natalia. To be honest, sometimes I try to listen in hopes to hear her again. Well, we are sending love to you, and yes. I just want to say thank you for entrusting us with your story. Love to you. Love to you. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Jess for our next story. Yes. Okay. My first story comes from Grant. I'm just going to say that Grant submitted a lot of stories, and we are here for it. Yes. So you'll probably be hearing Grant stories for some time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. The first grouping, we have like four stories. This one is called The Night Visitor. 
This took place in my apartment in Salem, Oregon, or my first apartment in Salem, Oregon. I mentioned it in the first story, which I have not, we have not read yet. So just so everyone knows. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards. And it takes place in 2000, 2001. This happened after my roommate moved out and it didn't end well, unfortunately. And my boyfriend at the time was living with me. We both were asleep and we were woken up by a loud noise banging on the front door and what sounded like laughing. It was about 3.30 in the morning. We woke up confused and I thought it was someone's drunk friend dropping by, so I ignored it, hoping it would go away. The pounding and the laughing still kept on. So I got up and put on some PJs to go yell at them. Important fact, you should not yell at people naked. No. (laughs) Now it is important to know that these apartments were not in the best area. It was Salem, Oregon. So nothing horrible, but I was like going to say, like, is Salem, Oregon not a nice place to live? I have no idea. (laughs) I didn't know it had shady areas. I guess everywhere has shady areas. That reminds me of the moment in like Gilmore Girls where she's like, show me the seedy part of town, the underbelly. And she's like, over there. (laughs) She's like, why? She's like, they don't like the fence. (laughs) It was Salem, Oregon, so nothing horrible. But the place was known for drugs and was known as Crack Row. Oh. Okay, that escalated quickly. (laughs) Right? It went from like, I was thinking it was just like maybe some place where people parked on their lawn. No, we're going all the way. (laughs) As I walked up to the door, I got a scared feeling that washed over me. I'm not sure why, but I became paralyzed with fear in the middle of the living room right in front of the door, which led to the exterior breezeway. I realized the laughing wasn't laughing. It was hysterical crying with the pounding on the door. It was hysterical crying with someone who was in fear for their life or who had just lost a close family member. I thought someone might be in trouble, so I looked through the people and I didn't see anyone, but still heard sobs and pounding on the door. I opened the door and saw no one. Okay, Grant, never open the door. This is how you get a black-eyed children to, to get you. Yes. Also, it's how you open the door and let the entity in. Mm, This is true. This is true. We were like, open the door. Hello. (laughs) It became very quiet and I didn't see anyone in the hall. I shut the door and as soon as I locked it, I heard the historical sobbing and pounding on the door again. I immediately swung it open to silence. Mm -mm. Oh, no. It was just the flickering hall and crickets. And at this point, the fear overtook me and I slammed the door shut and locked it, waiting to see if I heard any noises again. It didn't, and I walked back to my bedroom where my boyfriend asked who it was. No one. (laughs) No one knows who it was. No one we want to know. Oh, it literally says, I told him no one. Oh, okay. Like, (laughs) no one was there at all. He just stared at me. We both tried to sleep after that, but couldn't. Rightfully so. Mm, After that incident, we lived in that apartment for another year. We would hear someone going through the silverware drawer or the cabinets opening and shutting late at night. See, you did let it in. I was right. This never happened before the incident and continued until we left. We never figured it out, but still get goosebumps every time I remember hearing that desperation in those cries for help. Mm. Grant, they wanted to come into your house and you open the door and you let them in. And I'm pretty sure the crying after that was on the inside. It's like the calls coming from inside the house. Don't like. Don't Don't like. like. Okay, so our next spookster that sent in a story, her name is Jen. Jen has shared other stories with us before, so that's exciting. Okay, Jen writes, Hey ladies, Jen checking in. I am continuing to love the show. You guys have faced adversity and rocked on through stronger than ever. Well, thank you. Thank you. Aww. You guys are so nice to us. We love you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, y'all don't know what's going on behind the scenes or in real life, but a bitch needed that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alrighty. It's been a while since I shared a story with you and, oh, and this was sent back in spooky season. What a better time than to share my Eloise Asylum story. Hell yeah, it's spooky season year around here. You guys know that. So if you think this place sounds familiar, you guys did a podcast on it a few years back. It's one of the most haunted places in Michigan. It's located in Westland. Recently, the person who bought it has plans to make it into a restaurant, hotel, and haunted attraction. What could go wrong? I mean, I still want to go. That's a toxic trait, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) This year, they have it set up as a haunted house. They have this location on the first floor where they play off the asylum theme. Lots of evil doctors, mental patients, not super scary, but pretty cool. The basement. I don't know if you remember from the podcast you did, but the basement is located or is the location of the demonic presence. They hear scratching on walls and see shadow type things crawling on the ceiling. Awesome. Take back my statement. I don't want to go here. (laughs) See, I love all this stuff, but I will I will bail. I am not being one of the people to die in a horror movie. I will fucking bail and live. <laughs> well, the owners put an alien type of haunt down there. As far as graphics and things, it was okay. Not super scary. But as we are walking through one of the dud sections, I just felt this extreme heaviness on my chest. It was getting hard to breathe. A few minutes later, my daughter, who is also sensitive to that stuff, turns around and says to me, do you feel something heavy like pushing on your chest? I say, yeah. The feeling really didn't go away until we were out of a couple other areas. When we got out of the basement and we're all talking, my kid and I both said, whatever's in that basement isn't happy. We all agreed it's not a good idea to mess with the ghosties home, but here they are giving it their best. My kid and I are hoping nothing followed us home as that would be just wrong. Oh my God, that would suck so bad. You try to like go do some fun Halloween thing and then your fucking house is like, you have like a poltergeist or something. Oh my God. See, if I had ghosts come to my house, I want them to be like the show ghosts where they're like fun and- The nice ghosts. Yeah, and like interact with me and I turn the TV on when they want to watch their shows. Mm Mm-hmm. The owners offer paranormal tours, and the crew is planning to go in November, so look for more fun letters later. Okay, well, it is now January, so, um, Jen, we want our story. Where's our story? (laughs) We want the stories. (laughs) Keep up the good work, and I'm enjoying the deeper dives into stuff. Aw, thanks. I love that. Jen, we're ready for an update now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Please and thank you. Okay, all right. Okay, so our last story comes from Maddie, which I do appreciate, Maddie. Like, you put... The pronunciation of your name next to your name because sometimes I will be honest, I will look at a name and I would have figured out eventually that said Maddie. I might be like, what? Because as, as I say on the podcast all the time, I'm really bad at pronouncing names. My name is Maddie and I have been listening to you guys for a while. I think since 2021 and finally caught up on the episodes on Spotify. Patreon, I'm coming for you next. Yeah. Now here are my stories. Yes, if you want to, <laughs> if you are like done with the main feed, there is so much on the Patreon feed. Mm-hmm. This was years back, but I remember these experiences clearly. My aunt is very much into the spiritual stuff and continually says I'm a very empathetic person and I talk a lot about ghosts and spirits. I've never truly understand what she meant until I experienced sleep paralysis. Oh, Maddie, honey. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. I was at least a preteen at the time in my parents' current home, and I had a loft bed. And if you if you are and if you are as lazy as me, you wouldn't want to constantly climb the ladder. So thankfully, I had a futon couch, and I was sleeping on on it for a week out of laziness. And then I had my first experience. I was on my side facing the door, and it's always closed, but this time it was open. Um, how convenient, ghosty demon. Ah, the ghost couldn't come mm. in otherwise. The best I can describe 
describe it's a slender man with spider legs instead and jet black with a huge mouth. No. Mm-mm. Goodbye. Yeah. It crawled along the walls and eventually ended up above me. And when the episode was over, I chalked it up to having a huge imagination. The next night, at the same time as the night before, I felt the same thing. I opened my eyes to find a decomposing man on top of me. And I was too scared to look directly at him and kept looking as far as I could or as far as I could at my door. And I saw a woman in a dress from the early 1800s that was deep red. She looked at me and I clearly was terrified of this man and she walked away towards the bathroom. Lady ghost, how fucking rude of you. Come get your dude. She's like, that's your problem. Bye. Right? Needless to say, I didn't sleep the rest of the night. I told my parents, who didn't believe in the paranormal, who said it was just a nasty nightmare. And I got rid of the futon the next day. Yeah, your futon is haunted. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, futon. Mm-hmm. Bye, futon. <laughs> Now, this is from the year 2023. It was March, my birthday month. Oh, your birthday's coming up in like two months. Exciting. I had not experienced sleep paralysis for at least five years at this point. And this day in March, I took a nap. Oh, no, not a nap. Naps are sacred. I was home alone and my dog was deep asleep at my foot. That feeling of paralysis came over and it was all too familiar. I wasn't about to terrify myself and keep my eyes closed. And the spot next to me on the bed sank as if someone sat down. I smelled such a floral smell and it was comforting. And I felt a hand on my head as it stroked my hair and then the spirit left and I was able to wake up. I like to think it was my grandmother who had passed when I was three or four in 2009 from ALS. I remember she smelled of floral perfume. Now, a fun story to wrap this up. My dad is in law enforcement and he had tons of stories, but one of my favorite is the Peter Pan one. I don't I don't even know oh, yet. I'm so God. excited. <laughs> He was a patrol officer at the time, and he was helping chase a man who was high on some sort of meth or steroids. Oh, no. Let's hope not both. He broke into someone's home, and the officer tried to corner him in an upstairs room. They tried to tase him, but he took the screen off the window and blocked the prongs, and then proceeded to jump out of the window like Peter Pan (laughs) and land on a lawnmower. He then popped right back up and took... (laughs) and started to book it. It took five officers to pen him down. (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) I'm going to start calling people who who do things like jump out of windows, Peter Pans. Mm -hmm. Sorry that was so long. No, don't be sorry. But I hope these stories bring some joy and end up on the pod. They most certainly brought some joy because yes. now I have a new thing to say. Yes, to both. <laughs> I have some other stories. One Furby, ooh, and hopefully more from my college town. I live right across from a cemetery. <gasps> I love you guys so much and thank you for making homework not so boring. Yay! Oh my God, yes. Please send it. I need to hear the Furby story. I need the Furby one. Gosh. But anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for submitting stories. Those of you who did, if you want to hear us read your story on the pod, definitely email us at threespookedgirls at gmail.com. And we will be back next time with a new show. Yeah. yeah another episode. I don't know why I said show. Another episode. <laughs> Jesus, Jessica, get it together. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>